Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hey, it's Nick. I'm so glad you're here listening to the show because number one, I really appreciate the support. Number two, it tells me you are a committed business owner who's really ready to grow and up-level and is ready to make the world a healthier place with the gifts and the talents that you share. I have an opportunity for you to step into your next level and to sell and serve in a bigger way than you ever have. I have limited spots available for my next level group coaching program, and I want you to grab one of them if you are really ready to go big. We start at the beginning of January 2022. If you get in now, you have some amazing bonuses that we'll be doing in December, and I want to chat with you to see if this program would be right for you. So click on the show notes link that has the opportunity to book a call with me, and let's get on the phone and find out, is this the right fit for you? If it's not, no big deal, but let's find out because I want to help you make this world a healthier place and do it in a bigger way than you ever have. Can't wait to chat with you soon. Hello, hello, Nicole Sales Superstars. Welcome to this episode of Nick at Noon. And a lot of you who've been in my world for a while know that I've always done these every week and I used to call them Nick at Night. And now we're at a new time and on a new day. And my very first guest for this new time and new day is my friend, Jen Grosso. And I am so excited to have all of you here to be able to experience Jen, because what she's about to share with us is really powerful and really awesome. And I am so excited to have you here, Jen. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. I've been inside the group for a while. I love you. I love how engaged everyone is in this group. And um, I have a soft spot for, for all of you health coaches out there. A health coach saved my life way back when, and it's not a, it's not a small thing, really helped me. So I am so thrilled and honored to be here to help you guys do the magic that you do in the world. Oh, I love that. I love, and I want to hear, I'm actually going to ask you to share about that. I love that you yeah. said a health coach sh- changed your life. That's amazing. And it's, you know, we all know that as health coaches, that what we have and what we know can change somebody's life. And it's just a beautiful thing to, to hear those stories when it actually happens for somebody and they're sharing from that space, like you just did of like, change my life. Oh, absolutely. I'm happy to share. I'm happy. You want me to share it now? I'll share it right now if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's hear I'll it. do that. I'll do that real, real quick. In my late thirties, I was feeling really awful. I had two very little kids. I was showing lots of signs of joint pain. And there were questions about whether I had rheumatoid arthritis or maybe fibromyalgia. I ended up going to a integrative rheumatologist who said, sweetheart, we could put you on medication. I could totally write a diagnosis here, but really truthfully, you don't take care of yourself. You take care of everyone else and not you. I want you to start drinking water and I want you to go see a health coach. And I want you to have them walk you along on everything that you need to do. And we started with like fish oil and water. And then I went through and I, we did a 30 day, like back out all of my food, try to find out where I had food sensitivities, all sorts of things. Long story short, 
I ended up losing at that time, 35 pounds. I started working out on a regular basis. I had energy for my family. I was never on medication. And quite frankly, I also have energy to do the business that I do and to share my genius with the world. And so that it totally worked out for me. And I ended up in that process getting on such a healthier kick. I ended up owning a gym for part of that time frame as well. So it was really we're fun. so inspired business and the gym business yeah. as well at the same time. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I mean, even just to have the wherewithal to go see an integrative doctor, because I'm sure that's why you were directed towards a health coach. That doctor clearly understood how important it was not to look at the symptoms, but to look underneath all of that. Right. Let's go to the root cause. And really, I was lucky I had a really great primary care physician who said, you're too young to feel this way. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I can't figure it out. I'm going to send you to Allie Cohen. That was my, you know, in New Jersey. And I went to see her and She was just on board really quickly with let's find a solution here that works for you. And my, my original background is I was an attorney and I represented pharmaceutical companies. So there was also, I had that gremlin in my head about the kinds of medications that they were going to recommend for me. And I, and I really knew what those risks were. And for someone so young, what that, you know, it might give me a short-term solution, but really it was just amazing that it worked out that way. And we, as we were talking before this, everything always works everything. out for us. Always. It really do, does. You all hear Jen saying that? Because <laughs> my community hears me say it all the time. I say that a hundred times a day, I bet minimum. Everything's always working out for me, everything. And like what you and I were saying, even just, so just so all of you know, Jen was very flexible with me and switched the time to today. And, um, cause we were supposed to do it last night at our normal time, which we, you know, have always done the interviews and she said, oh my gosh, it's no problem at all. Everything worked out perfectly the way that it's supposed to. And so we were laughing before we came on live with all of you saying, that's always how it works out. Even in the moment that it doesn't feel like it is, we have to trust and believe it is. Yeah. I, we I may not know it. or understand it yet, but it's working out. Yeah. And you can always see it in reverse. Yep. Yep. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing that story. And something else that, you know, that I wanted to highlight, which you shared, the health coach didn't just save your life and change your life. It also saved your business. It gave you the energy to show up and enjoy running your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that actually changed the way that I did my business coaching. I was so focused as well on, on strategy only. Mm -hmm. And I was very, you know, my lawyer brain, I have a finance degree. It was very much like, here's your map, go do your map and then like walk off. After that, when I started to, you know, and there's a whole host of reasons, part of, you know, I was burnt out. There was lots of things. I was so burnt out from having come off of like doing all of the billable hours as a lawyer and then switching and starting a business with two very little kids And then trying to run my business like I was still in corporate, like I was still in that environment. And I just trying to pack everything in, do all the doing, be the A plus student, be the good girl. And it wasn't working. And so once I was able to take a step back and go, oh, wow, we as business owners and really look at my clients, too. They're all just people. And we need to remember that as entrepreneurs, we need to take care of ourselves. And that's why I. We'll talk about it later, but I have a Facebook group called Mind Body Business Breakthroughs. And it's because I am so focused on the whole person and how do we avoid you burning out from overwork and overwhelm? 
Right. And part of that is some of what we're going to talk about, the strategies right. and what you do to set yourself up foundationally to give you that space to take care of yourself on a deep level and enjoy, like, enjoy this whole life yes. thing that we've got going on. Enjoy your business. Enjoy your life. That's a beautiful way to say it too. Enjoy it. Like you're on, so many people have destination obsession. Oh, yes. Instead of learning to enjoy the journey, you're in it right now. You're doing it right now. And you don't want to wait until the destination No, because there really is never a destination that you arrive at where everything just, ah. but we rob ourselves of the journey and the joy of the journey when we don't acknowledge and stay present in what is going on right now, even if it doesn't feel perfect or it doesn't feel exactly the way that we thought it would be enjoying it is such an important part of the success. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so one of my struggles is always trying to get people to understand that part of the way that you can enjoy it more is to do this like really boring thing called setting up your systems and your processes. So I want you guys to all like systems are sexy. <laughs> like they are, they're yeah. a really important part of your business and you they really are. And they can feel messy at first, right? Like this is what I'm, I'm excited to take notes because I know how valuable this is going to be for all of us to understand that systems are sexy and they allow us to be a better coach. They allow us to be a better person. They allow us to do so many things in our business that we wouldn't be able to do if we didn't have them. That's right. Tell us why they're sexy. So there's a concept that I learned from Alex Sharfin years ago, 2013. I sat in one of his, um, his seminars and he talked all about how process protects and how we as entrepreneurs, we have all of this like chaos and noise and pressure on us. And when we create these systems and processes to help us be efficient with our repeatable, like non-urgent, it's not the stuff that you really have to put out a fire. It's the stuff that you're repeating all of the time. Mm-hmm. If you can have a detailed explanation, simple, but detailed explanation of what you're doing, that will reduce some of the pressure and noise. Even if you don't have an employee, so even if you are a solo person, when you have to use your brain so much as an entrepreneur and you have to be a problem solver and you have to serve your clients and show up for them, how great is it to just have the list? Mm -hmm. This is what I do. I don't have to think about it. These are the steps that I follow. This is what I do. And when I do it this way, it's like quality control also. When I do it this way, this is when it goes well. If you're doing it the other way, you're doing it like it's improv, like it's improvisation. And even, and so some of the work that I've done has actually been with um, actors. I work with very high performers, including actors. And even the really great ones, they a lot of them really hate improv because improv means you have to pull a lot more energy out of yourself constantly to you know keep trying to repeat your success. When really, if you just had the steps that have been working all along, and you're repeating those rinse, repeat, and you're doing them exactly in the order that they're done and you know where things are, it will go a lot better for you. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like you said, with the improv, improv is more just reactions. You're just reacting, right? To what's going on in your business versus really being able to respond from a place of, I've got systems set up, things run a certain way. And then like you said, when fires come up or different things come up, you can address those. You have the time and space to do it. That's right. This is how we do things around here. Mm -hmm. 
it's like, that comes from such a different energetic space Mm -hmm. than, Oh my God, what do I, Oh, what that happened? Oh, I have to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's that idea that especially for business owners who are in an earlier stage and they have like either maybe one VA or very, very small team, Mm -hmm. they tend to still be holding on to a lot of the decision-making and a lot of the day-to-day work. And they're, they're in a place where they're putting out fires and wearing all the hats and everyone has to come through them. Mm -hmm. That adds to your stress and it's actually unnecessary. Mm -hmm. So as early on in your business as possible, you want to start keeping track of what it is that you're doing that you do on a repeatable basis. And I'm going to tell you, like a lot of people are like, well, I don't even know where to start or how to start. And there's lots of different ideas about what's the most important systems and what are the things that you have to write down. I just, you know, this is just like any other foundation you're going to lay. You're going to lay it brick by brick. Okay. And so I, so my recommendation for all of my clients, and it's what I've done for myself is have a system for creating a system. Ooh. Yeah. It's have a system in place for creating a system. Now, part of that is How many systems are you going to create in a week, Mm -hmm. in a month? Mm -hmm. And then that can just like you tell. So I know I've been through some of your, some of your teachings. Mm -hmm. You tell people how many, how many calls are you going to make? You have systems and processes for the sales that you're teaching everybody. What are you going to do? You put a number on it. Same thing with your systems that you're building out. How much time, where am I going to block that time out each week? This is going to be my systems day as I'm building out my systems and identify the day. And if you do have a team, you can also set up, this is how we're going to do it. This is where we're going to house it. We're going to start it on paper and then we're going to house it, whether that's in an Excel sheet or maybe a Trello board or on Asana, or maybe these kinds of systems are going to go in this particular place. And this Mm -hmm. is where we're going to get access to them. And then as we're creating systems too, it's making sure that you have the right people. So the people who are doing, who would normally be doing a particular activity, they should be involved in the creating of the system. Like how many times also are you going to go through and review that system and revise it as you're building them out? Because when you start the first system you write down, it's not going to be right. It's like your rough draft, right? It's your rough draft. It's version one. It's not version 8.0. It's version Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And I recommend, so you're going to laugh at me because the only, um, I have no idea what happened to my normal clipboard. So I have my son's shark one <laughs> from school. Well, it's shark week. <laughs> it's shark week, yeah. So I do recommend having like a clipboard and a piece of paper and a pencil and like starting like, all right, I'm going to follow along all day long. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. For example, like something that would be that I used when I was a gym owner and I was helping people with their nutrition and their exercise plans was how we were going to onboard them. So even if they were a client that was already in the gym, but we wanted to onboard them into our nutrition programs, what did that look like? So how did we bring them in? Did they receive an email first? Did they set up a meeting? Was it an in-person meeting? Who followed up with them? What were the materials? So this is, so, and it would be as detailed as this is the document that they're going to receive, right? So for example, one of the documents is like, this is a bad food choice column. This is a good food choice column. Mm-hmm. This is where that document is. This is, you know, these are the passwords to get into. If you need to get into something like a, a tracker mm-hmm. and you were tracking what they were eating and it was coming to you, these, this is where the passwords are, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you need to know or think about and get into the mindset of is 
Tell it to me like I'm a kindergartner. Okay. Too much is up here in your head as the business owner and you want it down on paper. So you want, if something were to happen to you, God forbid, that you could literally say, here's the clipboard, go. Mm -hmm. And they will do it just like anyone who's already in, any client who's already in your business, they'll be like, wow, that was, that was done just like it always is. This is how we do things around here. And give you like just some ideas about how, how you're going about doing it. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I like even, you know, that you said delegate so that if you do have other team members who are working with you in your organization, delegating them to do their own, like we, we call it SOPs. I'm sure you do too. Standard standard operating procedures, right? Where it's like each person on the team is keeping track. What do I do every day? So that if somebody is out that what their job is can still get done. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then, and one of the key things too, is for you, you have more than one, mm-hmm. you have more than one person. How, how does everybody access what they wrote? <laughs> right? Like that's a key point. How do we right. get access to what did that person do? Right. And I've had, I've had clients who are, you know, they have like a multi-location business and they have a lot that's housed in certain binders and, People are trained on where to go to find the information. If they can't, they have to go do somebody else's job, that kind of a scenario. Mm-hmm. For a lot of the people that you're working with, they're online. And so it's, again, what am I accessing? What do I have joint access to? Am I working off of Microsoft 365? Am I in a Google, am I in a, you know, Google right. Docs? Am I going off of Sheets? Where, where do I go? Where do I find? Yeah. track of those kinds of things as well is really, really helpful. Right. Well, and I like what you said about, you know, whether it's Asana or Google Docs, wherever you're housing it, make sure everybody on the team knows. And we use Trello and that's what we're doing um, Mm -hmm. in Trello is just creating basically a, a, you know, a list of where all the important resources are for what we do within the the company. Absolutely. And you can also make that fun. Mm hmm. And make that even, you know, a little bit of a game and you have people go in and you have them say, all right, you look at it. Can we make this better? Mm -hmm. Because that's the other thing too. When I say you have a system for creating systems, part of that system is when are you going to go back and you're going to evaluate and reevaluate because a system, even like, like I said, it's version, you know, it's version, you know, your first draft, and then you get to version eight. Well, just like your your phone, it's going to be updated. You're going to want to have a regular system for going in and checking and saying, all right, let's have you know two or three people look at this. Is that still the way we're doing things? Or have we improved? Have we found a different software solution that makes us a better company, that helps us deliver to our clients better, that makes our experience as team members better? And would you recommend a certain frequency for these evaluations? Like, is it once a quarter that that's, you know, like what, what is the frequency? Yeah. I, so in the beginning, when you're first starting, it's really a lot more about going ahead and getting, yeah, I would say once a quarter, because if you're trying to build them out from scratch and you're also trying to review the ones that were done before that ends up being very, very time consuming. So Mm -hmm. once a quarter is great. If you really, in the beginning, as, as you're building them, you need to look at them every six months then that's, that's okay. After they've been running and they've been going for a little while, some of them really only need to be looked at once a year. Okay. It usually is dependent on how often you're doing the SOP like is being used. Okay. So for your day to day things, that's going to probably be once a quarter, 
these documents are flexible living documents. Mm-hmm. So you also want to give your team. So if you have a team or if you're anticipating a team, you want to be able to communicate with them when they find a flaw because you don't want them to wait. So if they find a flaw or if they find something better, what's their process for communicating? We should make a change. Mm-hmm. We should make an early change to mm-hmm. this SOP, to this mm-hmm. process. You can call it an SOP, a process, a system, doesn't matter. Any of those mm-hmm. things. But you want to make sure that people have a way of communicating. I think we could do this better and this is how. And I think we should change that SOP right away. Okay. And when you say make sure they have a way of communicating, is it like I have an open door policy? You can come to me at any time. Is it we have weekly team meetings and that's going to be part of our weekly team meetings where you bring up something that you've seen that we need to change? Is it just like whatever preference? suits us best for how it's whatever preference suits you best. And then, you know, like the idea and I work, you know, when I work with my clients, it depends on if you are trying to create really like a legacy business or um, a lifestyle business. So if you anticipate that you as the business owner is still going to have like a lot more hands-on, you're building a business that you still plan to be hands-on. A lot of coaches do, they still plan to be in the business. They don't plan to completely exit themselves from it. Then when you're in that place, you probably are going to be doing that on a regular team meeting or a monthly meeting, that kind of a thing. And you can also have, you can send me an email, you know, that like, if it's something that needs to, you know, it's, we found a flaw, like, especially if it's something that's gone really wrong or where it comes up where it's like, we got to change this quickly. Is there end up being a problem with some sort of software or an app Mm -hmm. and we've got to change something quickly or Mm -hmm. they come out and they have like new terms and you want to switch onboard somebody in some way, then, then changes need to be made a lot more quickly. But then you can also have things too, like let's say you have a flagship event. You know, a lot of coaches have retreats. Mm -hmm. So that's something, that would be something where you don't need to be looking at that that every quarter. You need to have, let's say your SOPs involved with that include like a long timeline of this is when, this is when certain content goes out. This is when we email our list. This is when we contact our event venue, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. You should at the end of an event, okay, like, for example, at the end of an event, there should be a regroup and it should be, let's go over all of these SOPs so that we know, because that's going to get housed, right? Like, let's say it's an event that happens only in August, right? And you don't start working on it until January, immediately following when everything is fresh, everybody makes all the changes, and then it can sit there until you get Mm -hmm. to January and you start over. Right. But then it's updated when it's all fresh in your mind. When it's fresh. Absolutely. Definitely. That's key. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, Watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. We are talking a lot about team and we do have a fair share of people in here who are still operating as a solopreneur. Mm -hmm. And 
that's how we all start, right? We start right. on our own at some point. Yes. And then if we truly intend to build and grow the business that we say we want, there is, I don't know if I want to say it's necessary to bring on team, but it's necessary to bring on team if you're going to grow, right? So people may not be there yet. Why is this still, because you said as early on as possible, you want to keep track of what you do that regular and repeatable that you're doing in your business. So why are systems important even before you have people? So they're important. So they're really twofold. Okay. One is for yourself. It does reduce your mental energy to have things spelled out. It's basically like the idea of having a checklist. So think of it like when you're going to the food store, if you kind of know, you know what you're supposed to get, but if you go without a list, Think of that as like a standard operating procedure. You'll forget things. Things will fall through the cracks. You may miss things. Your ability to deliver quality to your clients will improve significantly when you are doing this in a regular, repeatable way. And it also reduces your stress level. I will also tell you that knowing that if you can get around the mindset that I'm going to have to hire in the future. And when I do that, inevitably, a lot of people wait too long to start the hiring process and they're already finding themselves in over their heads. If you are already in a place where you are in over your heads and you in over your head and you have no SOPs in place, it will make the hiring and onboarding and training a new employee, a VA, significantly more difficult and a lot less effective. So I can't remember, I am blanking off the top of my head, which expert, but there is an expert. It's not me. I didn't come up with this, but they said, if you're a team, if you bring on team members and they're doing a bad job, it's not a team problem. It's a leadership problem. It's your fault. And this is why it's because you can't communicate well to those people, what it is they're supposed to do so that they are able to run with the activities that they're supposed to do. So even though they might be someone who's um, a virtual assistant who knows exactly how to do, like they know how to create a funnel, mm-hmm. but if they don't know how you want to create a funnel and they don't know about how you do things in your job, Jen, how does this happen at the Bold Fire Institute? If I can't answer that, if I'm like doing that off the top of my head and then I get something back that looks different from what I normally do, well, that's my fault because I didn't have it laid out for them. Right. Right. You want to help your people feel empowered to do the job that you're asking them to do. Absolutely. And I will tell you, like I said, if you do this brick by brick and little bit over time, Mm -hmm. it is significantly easier on you than to have to like burn the midnight oil to come up with the procedures that you haven't tested or worked through at all to then try to train somebody, it the whole thing ends up being clunkier and messier than it needs to be. I will tell you though, I mean, like a lot of what I do is going in and fixing and Thank fixing you. those messes. Yeah. And it's not fun for the owners. And then we have to get into a place of, listen, we all make mistakes. We don't do things exactly the way we wished we had. Mm-hmm. But so I would say to every solo person here, to anyone who's starting out, to anyone who's early on, just do it in bite-sized ways. Just like you would talk to your clients about making like, let's, we're not going to change everything all at once. Mm-hmm. Let's pick some high priorities and we'll, we'll go with them. And then when we feel good with that, we add in the next one. Right, and right. so I would recommend to anyone who's starting out their business that they carve out an hour a week 
to sit down and create one. Like very simple. Time. Very hour simple. An hour yeah. a week. And, and that's really that- just like an owner's meeting, right? Like <laughs> you're having a meeting with yourself. Absolutely. And protect it as if it's as important as you going and making sure that you feed your children, brush your teeth. It has to be considered something that's vitally important in your business. Mm -hmm. It is because if you're not doing this, you're building your business on a shaky foundation. Yep. It's really making sure that you are, are being very careful to build your business in a smart way, in a sustainable way. And you won't do it overnight. It's going to take you some time and that's okay. So try to have fun with it. I love that. And I think a lot of people are in such a rush that they don't want to go brick by brick and they want to just like, it's supposed to happen overnight. And I don't know if they're like falling victim to the messages that they hear on social media, that this should be easy and this should happen quickly. And the reality is if you're really building a business that you want to be sustainable, that you want to enjoy for the life of the business, it has to be brick by brick. And you have to be patient with yourself as you set these things up. Absolutely. And because if the idea is to create systems so that you won't be overworked and overwhelmed, well, don't make the process of creating the systems overwhelming. Right. Right. <laughs> it's it's well, just not necessary, especially in those beginning stages. Even earlier when you were like, have a system for creating a system. I laugh because at first I thought, oh my gosh, this sounds like, and I know you've been in corporate, I've been in corporate. It's like, we used to make jokes in my corporate job about, oh, should we have a meeting about having meetings? Because that's kind of what we would like the meetings kind of became irrelevant because they were just meetings about other meetings. Right. And I can see where you can get carried away with like, have a system for creating systems, but that makes perfect sense. Have right. a system for how you create systems. And with that one hour a week that you're spending with yourself, just evaluate and keep it simple. I think that's a big yeah. piece. Keep it simple. And that's it. And the system for creating systems for you as a solo business owner is I'm going to take out my piece of paper and I'm going to write down one primary activity I do and write down all of the details. Mm -hmm. And then I will review that two days later, just Mm -hmm. to see if I've thought like, as I'm going through, sometimes it helps to, to like review it as you're doing something. So if you created a system for onboarding a new client, bring it out when you're onboarding a new client, make sure, make notes. And then you're going to, where am I going to put this? Am I going to put this in a Google sheet? Am I going to put it on an Excel sheet? Am I going to put it into a Trello board? Because I'm anticipating that sounds good. I like Trello. I like Asana, whatever it is. Right. Where am I going to put it? Where, where is it going to live? So that where is it going to live? And that's really in the beginning. That's kind of all you need to do is this is the time I'm going to do it. This is where I'm going to, where I'm going to let the document live. This is how I'm going to review it. You know, make sure that all the details are there. Right. And then make sure, you know, and then also like, make sure you use them. Right. Make sure you're actually using what you're setting up. (laughs) Right. So that you're actually following the details and you are producing that consistent, you know, delivery to a client really Mm -hmm. like for client delivery, it really works really well. Another place to use them is financial systems as well. How often you're looking at your finances. That's another particular, you know, area that you might want to look at it for, you know, another one that I know was important for me when I owned the gym was testimonials. What does that look like? And even the testimonials might have like, when do you, when do you ask for, you know, a video? When do you ask for something written? Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, what are the. So basically having a system for testimonials as well. Absolutely. Yeah. The system for test, my system for testimonials, I would say was really, really detailed. Mm-hmm. It had like, when you would ask them, these were the blocks of information you would ask for. 
what kinds of photos or videos we were asking for from them. And Mm -hmm. then what the, you know, what the standard, you know, in the gym, we had an actual, like, it was like usually the side-by-side photo and it had Mm -hmm. a quote in it and it had like, Mm-hmm. We wanted it to look absolutely, we wanted it to look like every framed one uniform. You know, had like, yeah, it looked pretty uniform and it yeah. was, and it was also how to use it. I think when we first started using it way back, we were using like pick monkey and then I had to go in and switch it when we decided to start using Canva and that made it, and that made it easier, but we switched it to Canva, but then any one of the employees that was working off of that could do it. And so the trainers who had relationships with a particular client, they were better to be the one to ask for it. rather than me. If I didn't have the relationship with the client, where am I coming out as the business owner? I looked, looked disingenuous, but the person who had the relationship would ask for it. And then what was the follow-up sequence and all of that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. that's really and also like, don't forget all the things that you might automate as well. Automation can be a part of it, right? So, you know, especially where something involves calendaring, right? Onboarding a client may involve certain levels of calendaring. So mm-hmm. what's your calendaring system? Use Calendly. This is, you know, and I know I, I use Calendly, for example, and I have all different kinds mm-hmm. of meetings. Mm-hmm. They're different like, times. They're for different purposes and right. they're yeah. color-coded. That's interesting because that's even a system that like, I guess I hadn't even realized until you just said it. Cause I have the same thing. I use Calendly and I've got all my different color codings and all my different events. And like, that's a system for how I book calls. Yes. And it's a system that then gets put into other systems. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I love that. So financial systems, client onboarding systems, testimonial systems, automation, content. whatever you're doing. Absolutely. Content. Mm-hmm. What your con- like, what's going to be your content when you're looking at content. You know, there's so much that can go into that as well as like, you know, how are you organizing the content? What's the basic themes that you're doing? What's the, what's the format? Are we looking at, you know, something written, your graphic is the graphic, like an icon kind of a thing. Is it a picture or is it a human? Right. And then also how can you repurpose any system for content? Mm -hmm. If you want it to help you with overwhelm, have a place in there that addresses how is this going to be repurposed? The other thing is once you do have a team, like when you're solo, you're responsible, right? Like, so it's who's responsible. If we're doing like a forward thinking kind of thing, as you're writing out your, as a solo business owner, I would say like in the future, the VA will be responsible for this, this, and this, that could also kind of get you in that good energetic space for at some point, I won't be ticking off this box. It's like, do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. And if you create a system when you're a solopreneur and you see that, Ooh, eventually I'm going to be able to offload this to somebody else. That's exciting. That's a, that's a reason that you would want to grow sooner than later, right? It'll motivate you and incentivize you. Absolutely. And creating these systems will put you in a better place as well to make a really good decision about when you're ready to bring somebody on and when you're ready to hire. I think that was the game changer for me is when I looked at all the things I was doing, it very clearly showed me the value in bringing somebody on to do those things. Because as I was making lists and keeping lists, I was like, Ooh, how many of those things are actually keeping me from doing what I do best? Yes. Right. Cause we've got to know that as a business owner, your job is to understand where you operate best in the business for the growth and the health of the business and Absolutely. keep your butt there. That's right. Right. That's and right. know that all that other stuff, that's what you delegate. And this idea behind, I can do it all myself is actually preventing your growth. That's right. Just because you can 
get on Canva and do a graphic design and it's like feasible and fine doesn't mean you should be doing that as your business grows. That's not your magic. If it was your magic, you'd have a graphic design firm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really important, valuable wealth consciousness lesson in your business as the owner. Where do I need to be so that the business is at its healthiest and best? And what do I need to delegate in order to make that happen? And you've just shared some really, like even just content and repurposing system. It it actually made me feel good as you were going through the list because I was like, oh, I actually have that. Oh, I, and it, like, there were just things that I don't know that I would have qualified as a system that really it's like you said, it's keep it simple. Like the, the systems don't have to be anything sophisticated or complex. It's just how we do things in my company. No. Right. And so you have a system. The only question for you now is I already have that system. Am I housing that with all the systems? So all the people who are working with me realize what that is. Have right. I communicate right? Because You constantly, as the business owner, are trying to get yourself to a place where you are minimizing your involvement in that day-to-day activities so that you can be the strategizing, problem-solving, creative, beautiful CEO that you are so that you can serve more out in the world. Yep, That's your genius, not calendaring. Well, and I mean, I always look at it like this. What coach do I want to show up and work with? The coach who's trying to do it all in her business that's exhausted because she's spending all of her time writing all the emails and doing all the onboarding and doing all of her own content programming, or the coach who is delegating that, taking care of herself so that she's in her best energy, feeling like her best self, that's who I want. And when I flip the switch like that and I ask myself, what coach do I want to work with? Then I have to hold myself accountable to showing up as that coach for my clients because I'm protecting their investment in me when I'm doing that, right? This is just about, I don't want to do that. I'm better than that. It has nothing to do with that. Creating systems is the smart way to show up and be the best business owner you can be and be the best coach for your clients. That's right. And you're also giving yourself an opportunity to build a team that's on board. Your team, that's their genius. Those things that are not your strengths, you are giving, you're also building a business that is employing other people to work their genius in the world. And when they feel good about the mission of the company, then it works for everybody. And then that's when your real vision and your real purpose is being delivered in a beautiful way. Yep. Because you're always selling, right? Whether it's to your own team, you're selling the vision and the purpose and the mission of the business, or you're selling to, you know, it's like, you're always selling who you are and and what you're all about. And I think that that was a beautiful way for you to explain that. Like you get more buy-in from your team when you're very clear about how we do things as a business. Yes. It also shows them when you can tell them, this is what you do, then you can release your grip and you can show them that you trust them. Yeah. Listen, you have all the information. I trust you to make the decisions. I trust you to execute. I'm going to be busy over here doing this. Yep. Under these like few circumstances, if you need to, you can come reach me. This is how. Right. Yep. We're good. Love that. This was so powerful, Jen. Thank you. Your body of work is amazing because it helps people be better business owners, be better people. Like you said, I mean, well, tell us what's the name of your Facebook group. That'll reveal a lot. Yes. The name of my Facebook group is called Mind, Body, and Business Breakthroughs. And it works with entrepreneurs and experts. And we talk all about like the humanness of you being a business owner, making sure that, you know, a healthy you creates a healthy bottom line. 
And we talk about all of those kinds of things. And I'm very excited. It's a it's a great group of people. I love how engaged they are. And yeah, they're okay. very engaged. Anyone. I've been in there chatting with them. They're awesome. I'd love it if anyone you know feels called to join. Come on over. It would be great to have you. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's Mind, Body, and Business Breakthroughs is the name of Jen's Facebook group. So definitely go check it out. Join her group. You'll get more amazing content like she shared with us today. Thank you so much, Jen. This, like I said, this is amazing. I took so many notes because I know now after three years of being in business, how truly important it is to create these systems so that we can exist where we need to in our business and allow those systems to work for us. Systems are sexy. Get on it. Systems are sexy. <laughs> I love it. So here's what I want from everybody. Share your favorite takeaways. Um, thoughts grow stronger when shared. So put in the comments, what's your favorite takeaway that you learned? Because I know, like me, you took a bunch of notes from what Jen was sharing with us. So share your top two or three favorites. I can't wait to hear all about it. And I know this has been powerful. So thank you again, Jen, so, so much. Thank you for having me. All right, that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.